This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where customers who save by switching their home and car save nearly $800 on average. Quote at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $793 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2021 and May 2022. Potential savings will vary. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi, I'm Ryan LaPlante, and I'm one of the crazy founders of Dumb Dumbs and Dice, the production company that's made the video you're watching or the podcast you're listening to right now. Now, we're clearly busy. We're producing five weekly podcasts, Dum Dums and Dragons, Blood and Syrup, The Mythos Mysteries, Warhammer 40,000, The Valentine Heresy, and Curse Code and Crown, as well as three event podcasts with miniseries releases scheduled at random intervals, Dumb Scum and Villainy, One Shots, and the bad movie review show, Garbage Town the Movie Podcast. But we want to take this time to invite you to become a part of our company and a part of our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. You can get access to our Discord, access to exclusive DM and character chats. You can get the chance to name characters in our shows. You can even become a recurring NPC and hear yourself interacting with our characters each week through the voice of Tom. You can become a patron for as little as $1, and there's great value for you at even that level. So please, join the Dum Dums and Dice family and help us make even more content Content in a way that you are guaranteed to love. That's patreon.com slash dumdumdice. D-U-M-B-D-U-M-B-D-I-C-E. So let's do something dumb together, and thanks for being part of our stories. I am Executron, god of merchandising, and I came into existence because Dum Dums and Dice has its own merchandise. That's a god pop, get it? Dice? Merchandise? Anyways, you can get t-shirts, hoodies, spiral notebooks, clocks, wall art, throw pillows, bags, and even stickers emblazoned with your favorite Dum Dums and Dice characters and their catchphrases. Go to redbubble.com slash people slash Dum Dum Dice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. One more time for the mortals in the back, redbubble.com slash people slash Dum Dum Dice. Get your merchandise. Merchandise today. Welcome back, initiates, to the Mythos Mysteries, a live play Pulp Cthulhu podcast where improvisers and comedians venture into dangers beyond their wildest imaginings. I am H.P. Helmfirth, your host on this journey into darkness. The mystery punches are reunited, but in a weird, weird way. Red slaughtered Wackadoo Willie after he vomited up townsfolk. Richter arrived at the flaming diesel house and identified Willie's corpse as a grollop. And Addie saved Willie's victims before ending up inside a cat. So venture forth with us, dear friends, into the mythos. Red, you feel a paw nudge your boot 
and then a, a small voice chime in uh, and you look down to see a cat. Now, granted, you have seen this cat before. It was lovingly nuzzling dear sweet dead Addy not that long ago. However, odds are you weren't looking at the cat. So, uh, Ryan, what do you look like? Uh, there, it, It's a gray and black tabby cat. It is small, probably like 15 to 20 pounds, a little bit scarred up, some notched ears. Um, I mean, I'm used to dog sizes, so. That is a huge cat. That's okay, a, it's, that's it's a dense eight, kitty. It's eight pounds. Yeah, I don't know. What's a go. cat? Tyler, how much does your cat weigh? Uh, yeah, like like 10 is on the Okay, seven pounds. Yeah. A seven pound cat. It's a bit of a rewrite, but we're going to let that happen. You just imagine the cat changing sizes. Missiles! But um, no, tiny. Uh, kind of ugly. <laughs> like the, the cat has the, the charm of being furry, but just kind of like a weird face that's a little bit asymmetrical and like a notched ear. So like not the cutest cat, but uh, there's something youthful about it. It's got like really like wide kind of like young eyes that seem to take everything in and a little bit of slink to it. And it's a little clumsier than you'd think for a cat. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I know this cat. Mm-hmm. This is a relatable uh, cat. Red, how do you respond? Or Richter, both of you have just witnessed and heard uh, this cat speak. Yeah, what did you say? I think I said, hey, I'm alive. I think it yeah. was something along the lines of, hey, guys, hey I'm, I'm going to repeat myself. I'm alive. <laughs> what? Uh, he said he's alive. I heard that, Richter, but what is going on? I, I am not. I am not in the mood to deal with talking cats right now. Is, I'm uh, not a talking cat. I'm Addie. It's me, Tracy. It's Addie. Why has he called you Tracy? <laughs> yeah, because she's Tracy, but old. Weird. How old are you, uh, Addie? Who are you? I'm Addie Diesel. I was in a church and spooky things happened and then I was inside some big guy's head like twice and now I saved everyone from the weird oh wow well that's a mess but I, I got the people out of him and now I'm a cat so I guess I'm not entirely Addy we should probably call me something simple like a caddy caddy yeah. sprinkles uh, uh, and how old are you uh, catty sprinkles well I'm like Twelve? I'm the same age I've always been. Yeah. You're old. Whoa. You don't look so good. Who ruined your faces? Time, my boy. Time. No, I mean the blood and the smushing. Oh, Red is just is... slowly sinking to the ground. <clears throat> Who smushed your face, Tracy? Addie'll say and just like stand up on cat legs and just kind of pat her face a little bit with one paw. Ah. Uh. No, I I I meant to touch your cheek. Oops. What? I, I meant to touch your cheek. I wasn't trying to poke you in the nose. That seems like it would be no, rude. No, what? Richter. Richter, what is going on here? Uh, Tom, can I try to put together a theory here? I mean, mm -hmm. I can just spitball one, or do you want a, a role to feed me some lore? Uh, let's go with, uh, let's go with a, a check to, to see you can, uh, basically I'll let you spin up the theory for free, but depending on your role, uh, I can chime in with additional stuff that might be helpful. Okay. Um, I think, 
I would probably give you a cult on this. Um, you could, or you could take mythos, but I think it uh, it would fall in that that realm. Uh, I would also just take a straight um, int for idea. Let's do that since we're talking about theories and stuff right. like that. That feels right. Remember how well I was rolling oh, no. last game with all those fails? Mm-hmm. I rolled a 98. Oh. My int is 90. This should have been a fucking slam dunk. <laughs> uh, okay, well, I can give you no additional help, but you can go ahead and spin up a theory. Actually, 98 is a fumble, Tom. Yeah, I think it should be bad. E- I think I should. I yep. feel like I can come up with some fucking bullshit then. <laughs> uh. You no, you're yourself. right. the the fumble The fumble should matter. Uh, <clears throat> uh, what with what though? That's the the question. Uh, I I would assume that it's just like I need I will be like I something misleading, and I just need to believe it as true. Would be my assumption. Would he think this is a fake out? Yeah, yeah. yeah like I was going to say, that, that sounds about or... right to me. Yeah, you just okay. dealt with a shapeshifter, so... <clears throat> yeah, okay. It's all tracks. All right, I aim the shotgun at the cat, uh, and I say, uh, <laughs> get away, Red. That, that is not the Addy that you and I know. She's going to pick is. it up by the scruff and ah! just look at it and just say, and, and just kind of like maneuver it so it's looking at the thing that she just beat to death and just be like... I will do the same thing to you for impersonating my friend if you but, don't start talking right now. But you said you'd protect me forever. You said you were going to keep us all safe, Tracy. Don't listen to it, Tracy. It, it is trying to trick you. It's some sort of trickster uh, creature. Tell me something that only Adrian Diesel would know. Uh, can can Richter know it too, or does it have to be just me? Just you. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh we kissed one time, and then you made me promise never to tell anybody. She drops the cat. Ah! <laughs> it lands on its side, and then stands up uncomfortably. You do it like a stagger step because you're not used to four legs yet. It wasn't a romance thing. It wasn't a romance thing. We just found wine. He's like really embarrassed trying to explain it to Richter. And he's like, oh my God, we stole wine. I'm so sorry. We shouldn't have done that. I try to be good. I feel like no one's taking me seriously because I sound like this. It feels more like what my head felt like back in the day, but my voice came out really deep. But this is a cat thing. Why am I a cat? She's gonna she's gonna kind of turn away. Um and when she turns back, you can see that like she's wiped there's like blood on her face underneath her eyes, uh, from her hands. Because no one sees red cry, but sure. um But you can't see no. you bleed though. Bleeding is fine. That's bleeding tough. is fine. Crying is what like that looks like you cry blood, which is fucking badass. <laughs> Ooh, war paint. I'll be I'll be the cowboys. You run ahead, Tracy. Richter. 
Yeah. I don't think this is a fake. Well, he he passed your test, Sam. This is the the kissing and the wine. So disapproving. <laughs> <laughs> he did. Mm. Adrian, could what be, could be some, some some sort of creature that is. Uh, Penetrated your mind. Tell me, small catty. Yeah, catty sprinkles. That is something only I would know. Uh, whatever you keep in your basement that you won't let us go into, you know what's in there. I don't know that. Neither does she. Only you know that. That's a good one. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Little cat, I have my eye on you. And I'll, I'll lower the shotgun. Okay, so what's happening? Why are you old? And why am I a cat? I feel like I have a lot to get filled in on. Red is thoroughly flabbergasted right now. Uh, I think in, in a general state of shock, uh, the three of you uh, abscond to uh, Richter's shop. Uh, just oh, do we as- just leave these people? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yes, they're not coming with do. you. Bye, friends. <laughs> and then he just goes off. We'll always remember you, Eddie. And we'll try and find donkeys for your older brother, your dad. I'm not sure how. Okay, we'll try and find the donkeys, though. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> uh, as you leave, uh, Ernie Normus just like wipes away a tear with a bloody hand as well, because that's just what we're doing, I guess. And he's like, there goes the bravest son of a bitch I ever met. <laughs> um. And uh, with that, they they disperse into the night. Uh, you arrive back at the shop, Ryan. Sorry, what? Tracy, why why aren't you trying to put out my house? It's on fire. Why is my house on fire, Tracy? Oh my! Are my parents in there? Are my parents in there? Uh, no. and he's just gonna start sprinting towards the fire. He's gonna grab him by his tail. Ah! Ow! Ow! Darn! What? Why? Ow! 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 <laughs> he's just constantly trying to pull towards the house when he keeps hurting his no. tail. <clears throat> um, you sort of scoop him up and he does that hilarious cartoon running thing uh, with arms and legs just like full full air running but as we all know uh, it doesn't mean they can't claw you because cats are damn good at that but mm-hmm. you can kind of prevent them from the ground uh, somewhat um, and uh, you b- begin to explain uh, some of what Addie has missed um, you uh, make your way back to the curiosity shop um, with everything that's going on right now. It seems like the only safe place, particularly now that Richter's dead or that uh, Richter, Jesus, that Reinheimer's dead. Uh, it actually seems like a legitimately super safe place because if anyone would have like a shitty kill switch line to just like break in, it'd be him. He's dead. So you actually have a secure site uh, to, um, to hide in. Um We'll say uh, for the purposes of uh, expedience, uh, Red, that you've given Addy the rundown on uh, his family not being in the house and enough things to like, calm them down, but you haven't necessarily told him everything yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, uh, Caddy, you find yourself um, like pretty exhausted. Uh, the you know merging of, of your consciousness with a feline uh, really did a number on you. So like you're... <laughs> You're, ang- you're angry and confused, but also like just fucking beat. So eventually you just kind of settle down um, until you reach the shop. Uh, once we reach the shop, uh, everyone kind of uh, goes in. 
you throw back up the shields and uh, you uh, you find yourselves with with a moment to regroup. Um, I will say uh, this is a time for kind of uh, catching each other up on what's happened um, as well as uh, kind of getting to know uh, Caddy Sprinkles. Um, a new lead in the case will break uh, within this scene, but uh, it is not currently present. So at present, you actually have no leads you can follow in a big way uh, because uh, the King in Yellow kind of killed all of them. Um, so you're currently uh, leadless in Seattle, as it were. Um, so rest assured, it will be coming, but um, don't let your characters fixate too, too much on that right now because there's not actually anything they can do for the, the immediate moment. Uh, but you have all been off on side adventures. There's some bad news to break, and there's a small cat uh, that is in desperate need of some context. Okay, so it's been a lot of years, but my parents got old, and then they died in their sleep-holding hands, and now they're in heaven, so they're happy, and the house was on fire because it was a bad house, and I don't have to worry that I don't have parents because I've got Tracy, and Tracy protects everyone. No one protected by Tracy ever has a bad thing happen to them. Tracy is so strong. Do you have milk? Uh, No. No, I do not. Do you have that fish? Is... No, no, I do not have any fish. Either, do you have a mouse? Could everybody uh... just stop talking for a second, please? Okay. Yeah. Dum Dums and Dice would like to welcome you into a world of darkness and vampires with Blood and Syrup, a Vampire the Masquerade live play podcast featuring Ryan LaPlante as the gangster Ridley Beef, Tyler Hewitt as the conflicted detective Everett Fry, and Megan Miles as the poet Iris Dunn with storyteller Tom McGee. Join these newly turned vampires as they try to take control of Montreal. But all is not as it seems, and as their humanity slowly slips away, they are forced into increasingly dangerous situations as the streets of the city run red with blood and sticky with syrup. Abandon hope, all ye who listen here. New episodes available weekly. Ha, ha, ha. I am at a very large loss right now. And I can't just look at this and wonder, and, and, and not wonder what, on earth is going on why is there a cat with the spirit of my dead dead friend in it Richter can you explain that with all of your mystic tools in this shop well I'm still not entirely convinced it is Addy you know Uh, this sort of thing is a Highly irregular, um, but given that uh, Helmforth seems to be some sort of nexus for the supernatural, I would not be surprised if this was uh, a creature that simply sought it for Addy. No, I'm, now, I'm me, and I'm I'm not dead. Uh, if you guys are going to have an adult talk, can I like have a book? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pick uh, pick any book you like off of uh, the shelf here. Oh, thank you. An assortment uh, of old texts. He'll just jump up and pick out what looks like the most forbidden thick book he can. 
Ryan, you want to roll me a library use check? I, I really do. Oh, man, that is an extreme success. <laughs> All right. Um, so, um, yeah, you find um, a... Uh, we'll say it, it's um, a tome that, much like Men in Black tabloids, was, uh, as it turns out, with the knowledge, Richter, that you now have, if you were to re-examine this, like, it's like 80% right, it just has all the names wrong. So, like, it, it was closer to the mythos and i think part of your your cult learning um came from this but uh, yeah addy uh you uh you knock over a book um called uh uh the treatise of dark things um and uh it is um written by uh the uh sort of mad renaissance scribe uh, uh thomas de Havilland, um who uh yeah, just uh, had a real time with ideas of demons and monsters. Uh, everyone thought he was crazy, so they kind of didn't pay any attention to it. But uh, mythosy type folks would uh, rapidly identify that, again, he was in the bright ballpark, just wrong names. A lot of like the devil rather than Cthulhu, if you catch my drift. Cool. So he'll, Caddy will flip it open uh, on the floor and just start reading. And if you look at him from above, he's splayed out like a kid would be. Like his front paws are holding his chin up and his back legs are splayed out. So his tummy's on the ground. He's just kicking lazily like kids do with their legs and then flipping pages and just reading. This would match exactly what Red would expect from like kid yeah. 80, like Addy to do, where he just tunes everything out and reads. Yeah. And she's just silently watching him. Um, and her and absent-mindedly just kind of like like running um, the Corbett house knife between her fingers mm. Fair enough. is still still has the jacket right yeah uh, she's wearing the jacket yeah, yeah. Um, Richter will will come to red and say uh red would you uh, come into the back as uh, a stock room this me yes. And I want to lead her kind of back where, you know, customers don't go. It's like kind of like through my office into just like sort of a small storage area. Sure. Um, and inside there is a uh, sarcophagus that matches the exact same one as that's in my basement. Mm-hmm. Um, and I say, uh, would you, would you give me the jacket, Red? She looks at you very, very distrustfully this uh there are no guarantees here but um if addy's spirit consciousness soul if you will if it can find its way back to us won't there is a willingness to come back putting some of his possessions in here and sealing this a bit of blood and I do a small rite and an incantation. So there's a chance that Addy may come out the other sarcophagus in my home. The other Addy? Addy is uh, something of a special case and so I cannot say for certain which Addy we will get. She'll, yeah, she'll, she'll take off the, the jacket and silently hand it to you. 
uh, I'll take it from her. And before doing anything further, like really kind of look red in the eyes and say, I cannot promise anything. This is a theory I have put together from some research. I have never done this before. I do not know if it will work. I do not know how long it will take to work. Just thought I could help, maybe. Perhaps even, you know, putting these things in, in a sarcophagus, closing it. Perhaps there is a, a benefit even in that, some closure. Burying, Eddie, yeah? Would that help in and of itself? I won't have closure until the man who shot him is at my feet. Do you understand? Yeah, I do. And then she's just going to step back away from the coat. Okay. Um, I'm going to uh, uh, just like push the kind of portion of it open. It doesn't need to be flung open or anything because it's just a jacket that I'm putting in. Slide it back shut. And I'll just kind of wrench my thumb like hard across my nose and kind of get a fresh blood flow going and just Mm -hmm. kind of run it down uh, like across the seam from like the lid to the the casket sure and i will invite red to to do the same oh yeah uh caddy would you have followed them or you let them have an adult talk um I think he probably would have followed by now. I think if they were going to talk in the same room, then he would have stayed with the book because it would have been boring. But if they're doing other things, he doesn't know if they're secrets and he's interested in secrets. So he would follow. Great. Uh, I feel like, you know, the camera pans up to you on a shelf, looking down at them with your tail, like whipping back and forth as cats do. Um, Would you participate in this? I think he just watched because he doesn't know what he's supposed to do. So this is more like a kid watching adults Mm -hmm. in some ways. Like she's Tracy, but she's old Tracy. So he's not sure the rules. (laughs) Yeah, like she got lost in the web and now she's Matrix instead of Enzo. And like, really, what are you going to do? Um, what's up, Reboot fans? That's for all six of you. Um, <laughs> Come at us, Reboot Twitter. <laughs> please, I'd love to chat. Yeah. I miss the show so much. Um, okay, so um, Richter, having done this, uh, can you roll me? Um, I think we'll probably say uh, a cult okay. more than mythos for this. Oh my god. <laughs> Barely a success. All right. But as long as it wasn't a fumble. This is a real good one to not fumble on. Yeah. Oh. Um bring back Nega, f- Adrian. Yeah. I was gonna say we have like a full metal alchemist situation on our hands. We <laughs> I mean just another yeah. manic Monday. Um so you seal Addy um inside uh and um well, his coat. Yeah, but I mean, also the memory of yeah. of him. Um, yeah. You knew from from how uh, our uh, and it's probably uh, I'm, I'm going to have a hard time with this, but it's probably best to start referring to him as Adrian, since uh, Caddy is is young um, Addy. Um, you uh, you remember Adrian talking a bit uh, after uh, your your time in the Snake Temple about having met sort of his his young self and and Richter you're still on the fence about it but it would make sense to you that um given that his his 
the birth of Adrian Diesel was a direct result of of sort of occult doings, uh, the the sort of uh, assault on the church, the the weakening of the barriers, all that sort of stuff. That it is entirely possible that Addy is was around and is around, but I think you're still vaguely uncertain. But nevertheless, uh, Adrian is gone, and I think for for both of you, there is that that moment, and I think Caddy for you. Um, doing a bit of the Tom Sawyer at his own funeral thing. Um, you have vague memories of like big you as you've kind of uh, seen him. Um, and certainly uh, positive, you know, positive feelings. He seemed uh, brave and strong and capable. Um, and I think in, in a way there's some kind of uh, pride, I guess, in seeing how much he meant to these two people. Uh, because in a way, it means that you mean this much to these two people, which is kind of, I think, something that, based on how we've described you, I don't know that Adrian, like little Addy, would have ever really known or thought about. Like, I feel like it's very easy to look at like Red and Sa- or Tracy and Sally and be like, oh yeah, they're thick as thieves, and it's like, and like you and Benny were were good buds, but just like that, yeah, there's just something in this, and particularly Richter, because like as you remember him, he just kind of helped a couple times, but. So kind of just a strange man who owns a store. It's like a weird NPC you hung out with a few times. Um, but um, yes, uh, the, the the three of you take in uh, the scene as uh, as the 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 blood um, sort of slowly drips from the seams um, as uh, the three of you stand in silence. Uh, a silence uh, that is broken by a wet, meaty thump. Um. And uh, immediately your eyes are drawn to the uh, sarcophagus. Uh, But Richter, then you feel a tap on your shoe. And as you look down, full-on Cousin It style, Benny's hand is dragging it, like walking, doing that like finger walk slash drag, because it's not really a, again, it takes a lot of effort, um, over um, and then taps the side of your boot red rather fervently, um, rolls over, and uh, begins to write in blood on the ground. Uh, and, Caddy uh, Sprinkles. From, say from the shelf, all you hear is, ah, spooky hand! Uh, and then he just flies out of the shelf to tackle the hand. All right, are you trying to attack the hand or just tackle the hand? I think he's just trying to pin it. He doesn't think of a hand as a hostile entity. He just thinks it's spooky, so he wants to stop it. Uh, yeah, totally fair. So let's call this uh, Fighting Brawl. Okay. Uh, and because I came out of stealth, I get two attacks because I'm a sneaky cat. I'm a sneaky cat. A wow. sneaky cat. The first one is a success and the second one is a failure. I am a clumsy cat. All right. So you get like you you, you get tangled up in uh, in hand. Um, the hand is like also though like <laughs> just like you know, flicking you in the nose and like it just because your senses are so heightened every time you get flicked in the nose, like it's just like, you know, you see stars, the world like changes shape and color. Um, but uh, Richter and Red, you're watching um, Caddy wrestle Benny's hand. What do you do? Uh, pick him up again. All right. Um, Claire, I'm going to need a dex check, please. Okay. Tom, can it be opposed by a dodge? Yes. Uh, Dex is, um, I'm going to spend one luck to make that an extreme success. 
I only got a hard success. <laughs> Valiantly fought. Yoink. Um, the hand rolls back, um, extends a middle finger, but is also rolled the wrong way. So it's like looking up, like palm up at you. It's not a tremendously dramatic middle finger. Uh, and then it starts doing that uh, that turtle on its back thing where it kind of like is is desperately trying but can't because it's it's rapidly losing strength. You can see that um, a couple of the, like the, the ring finger and the pinky finger have already stopped moving. Oh, Guys, no, we got to no. stop the spooky hand. No, it no, could no, be no. a monster. She's going to flip it over. Okay, okay, it keeps writing. Why? Why do you like the hand better than me? Just give me a moment, all right? You turned into an adult. She'll just give you like a fuck you look. Yep. Um, yeah. Yeah. Is... See that? That's the look I got from my mom. <laughs> um, it is an address uh, outside, uh, a little bit uh, outside of of Helmfirth. Um, I think uh, you would recognize it as, as like essentially um, an address on the highway. So likely uh, a motel or some kind of rest stop. What? And then the hand falls, falls limp. What happens now, Richter? Benny only has, uh, it would seem, uh, energy for quick short bursts of movement here on our plane of existence and so this must be extremely important to benny or benny must think it is extremely important uh to us i think we should go i think we should go now oh wow benny's a hand and i'm a cat this is crazy and what happens about the basement richter no guarantees red Okay, then. We Do go. you want me to stay and watch the basement? Um, I'm try- <laughs> just very quickly trying to think of what Richter would think of this. Um, like, part of it is like, yeah, because I don't trust the creature that's per- pretending to be Addy because I fumbled a die roll. <laughs> and the other part is like, no, no, wait. That's what he wants. <laughs> he wants <laughs> access I- to my... My trinkets. I mean, I would say yes, uh, because if this is Addie, she does not want it going anywhere near whatever is in that hotel. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. Uh, Richter will, will, I think after mulling it over, will say out loud, uh, uh, no, Catty, you will, you will come with us. It would be good to hang out with the adults, with Tracy and old man Richter. We will take care of you. Do a lot of other people have talking cats? Like I'll be normal? None of this is normal. And she'll look at you and just say, and my name is Red. Yeah, now. yeah, it's Red. We ca- you call her Red now, Catty. Is that because of your hair? Is it because of your hair? Claire is giving the middle finger to Ryan the player and Caddy the cat. Uh, <laughs> listen to our pre-show chat for the, today's episode if you want to know what the fuck we're on about. Um, with that, uh, you uh, you start to make your way out to the car, um, holding uh, holding him aloft. 
uh, Red, you know you're going to have to tell them about Sally soon because uh, Benny is an easier tell. But um, given the your working theory of what might be happening in Helmfirth, um, he's going to need to know. And with it will come the the, the reason why you you call yourself Red. I think at this point you're pretty sure this is this is Addy. Yeah. Uh, Richter is not, but you're you're pretty on board. And I think as frustrated as you are, as as much as you want to kind of solve for things. Um, it, there is something shocking in being handed the responsibility that you've been beating yourself up for for years. It kind of completely undermines your your kind of like lifelong cross you've been bearing. Um, so I think there there's a lot of like anger and kind of pushback to that because you you as, as much as you kind of hate what you've become, you also have established like this is who I am and this is yeah. how I be. Um, by that same token, the more he talks, the more you're thrown back to that time and you realize like this is that kid and he is your friend. And like, I think as, as he, he kind of looks at you with his like puss in boots eyes on, it's a, it's a real moment of like, not only do you need to protect him, but you also kind of just have to be nice to him because he's legitimately just like yep. that kid. Um, but still you got murder on your mind. So that doesn't need to come immediately. But uh, as you, uh, as you turn to leave um, Richter, you, uh, you pick up, uh, Benny's hand and you notice that the middle finger is twitching um, and uh, was uh, seems to have been writing one last line um, that is revealed as you lift the hand and um, Red you kind of turn back to see um, Richter staring at the ground and beneath the address uh, written in blood are the words at your feet Uh, the address and then at your feet. Yep, I don't understand. Like, <laughs> what you reading? At your feet. What? At oh. your feet. I mean, it makes sense to me. Do you guys not get it? I no. pick up. I pick up Benny's hand and put it in my pocket. Well, Red yeah. said that she would only be happy if the person who killed Big Me was at her feet. At your feet, and an address. An address, one could say. Perhaps this all comes together. She's punching mysteries away. She's just going to the fucking car. Because it would seem that punching mysteries away indeed is the name of the game as one of the original mystery punchers solves the mystery. This episode of the Mythos Mysteries features the voices of Ryan the Plant at the Ryan the Plant on Twitter, Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter, Claire Blackwood at Claire Blackwood on Twitter, and Keeper Tom McGee at McGee TD on Twitter. This episode's sound was edited and mixed by Laura Hamstra. And the Mythos Mysteries show logo was created by Decapitated Marker at Decapitated Marker on Twitter. That's M-R-K-R. Our theme songs are Dark Alleys and Sentinel by Kai Engel. And our ads use the tracks No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar, J-A-H-Z-Z-A-R. And all of their music is available at freemusicarchive.org. When it comes to Dum Dums and Dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com. Our Twitter and Instagram are Dum Dum Dice. And on Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice. 
We have merchandise available at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice. And most importantly, you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. All hail the mythos. Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. Christian Manicola, Long Long, The Half-Blind Prophet, James Quayar, Charles Grams, Christopher Little, Sue One, George Dolby, One True Artistry, Orion Birchfield, Lord Abradovic, Noel Lewis, Scott Garland, Anthony Griffin, Chet Awesome Laser, Jordan Neesmith, Benjamin V, Gavin and Abby McDonald, Taryn Hefner, Cade Peters, Richard Cranium, Christian Mendez, Anna Zed, Fire Unfriendly, Logan, and Jill and Noel Laplante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash dice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. So this is the end of the world. Pretty weird, right? I'm Hannah. I'm sure you've probably noticed by now. I'm a zombie. Might even be the last one. From the creator of Redmond Born and Cybernautica. I can't exactly control most of the things zombie me does. I'm basically what amounts to a backseat driver in my own body. You learn to kind of just go with it after a while, I think. Like, do I feel bad for eating a family of four when I was new? You bet. Not exactly my favorite memory. <laughs> Hannah is living her best unlife, while unknowingly being on a crash course with Callie, an explorer desperately seeking to leave her mark on an American wasteland that seems to be all out of new discoveries. Oh, one might say that it's the comics that got me into this, but between you and me, I'm gonna blame the McSodas. No sense in ruining everything I like in one day. Together, this unlikely pair team up against the dangers of post-apocalyptia. <sighs> okay, okay, this thing is not playing around at all. Shit, incoming! <laughs> Sometimes I miss the old days. Killing zombies for upstart communities, now that was a lot more simple. A lot more ethical, too. Wouldn't you say so? Don't you think it's a little more ethical to kill a zombie than just some stranger on the road? Panapocalypse. A story about love, death, and robots. Just not the next time.